Saya. I'm Carol. This is Tiffany. And this is what keeps us together. Basically, the group chat in your head. Living rent free. Hey. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Elephant in the room. Nicole's not here. I'm not oh. going to say RIP this time. Just saying she's not here. I'm proud well, of you. It's a lot of growth. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Look at 2021. What it brings. <laughs> Only took 12 the months. <laughs> the growth. We are seeing the growth. <laughs> Thank you, Timely. Saya. Timely. Timely. That's right. Oh, All right, yeah. y'all. So, how's everyone's week going? It's going. Yeah. It's going well, actually. Is it, are we at the start of a week or the end of a week? You guys are recording on a su- Sunday. This has never happened before. Okay, so let's say how should we do how our last week was, or how we think our week's gonna go? Um, I think my song is not gonna change either way. Okay, it don't matter to me. I'm gonna do my current mood. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, okay. all right. All right. Current move. All right. So I just came back from vacation. Ow. Feeling very good. Got a lot of vitamin D. I got vitamin D. I just sent me that video. It is weird. Um, but I'm feeling very festive. So it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. So I'm very much in a holiday mood. My house is finally decorated. My lights worked for one day. <laughs> Very windy Shout out here, to y'all. the weather. <laughs> Shout out to the weather. <laughs> yeah, for ruining our outside lights. But, you know, I'm feeling very festive now. I feel like it's really December and Christmas time. Okay. All right. You. Uh, I'll go next. Um, my song is, um, it, I don't know if y'all's heard Rick Ross's new album, but he has a single with Jasmine Sullivan. Yes. It's called Outlaws. Oh, yeah. um, I tailored it a little bit to fit my life right now. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. Because I'm not having any relationship problems. <laughs> Oh, that's that's great! Praise Look God. at God. Um, <laughs> sorry, let me let me make sure I know how I changed it. Not you writing it down. I had to bars. Hey, <laughs> I'm also You're not going to try to sing it because you know Jasmine is a goddess and I am me. Um, <laughs> but the song goes, um, "Why can't they just mind their business? Cause I'm stuck, stuck like glue." Because I can't, I can't figure out what to get you for Christmas. I don't know. Uh, I'm really sorry, everyone. I'm really struggling. I'm trying really hard. And it's a struggle this year. So we just going to pray about it. I've got not enough time <laughs> to get it together. Well, I hope it's on Jeff Bezos' internet because that's the only way you're getting it on time. <laughs> the mall also still exists. Oh, true. But yeah, Jeff Bezos got to come through. <laughs> uh, all right. So... I really didn't have a song of the week, but I'm going to be honest. Ever? I never do. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've realized I do not listen to that much music for real. Like I'll get into like a day groove and then I'm back to my podcast listening and my um, maybe a, an occasional book. But I don't know why I've not really been you on read. <laughs> audio oh, I scoff at you. <laughs> audiobook. Audiobook. Let me just put that out there. I do read, but I like all my audiobooks. Um, but... I will say that I recently enjoyed the um, last verses. I mean, I I don't know nothing against Bone Thugs and Harmony 
fans, but I didn't know half their songs. Actually, I didn't know three-fourths of their songs, but Three Six Mafia, oh my God, they represented. I mean, I was hype and late, but hype after being late because I was able to skip Later through. than them? Later than them. Wow. Yeah, I actually had forgot that it was coming on. I was like, how did I not step this in my alarm? Long story short, though, I will say that they did an amazing job. They brought out everybody from La Chat. They brought out... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Gangsta Boo, they brought out Project Pat, they brought out 8-Ball and MJG. Like, I was in my zone the whole entire time. So I will say, this is going to be funny, but hey, it is what it is. The one song that everybody knew up in their joint is the one that still remains in my head. Slob on my my knob. Oh, I thought you were going to say chicken head? No. Even worse, slob on my knob. Is that how your week's going? No. Oh. But I'm saying that that is my... (laughs) Sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, like, the unity of watching everyone at that performance... There were a ton of people on that stage, let me just say, when this song came on. And everyone knew the words... That's my mood. Like everybody being on a hundred, let's get it. Like that. That's my mood. So let's slob on those knobs. <laughs> exactly. Everybody y'all collectively. The, y'all that know the lyrics, go ahead and play it in your head real quick. Like cone on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Unison, unison. Okay. I'm sick. All right, y'all. So our last podcast, we talked about um, friendship breakups, and one of our listeners um, sent in a story. That about one of their friendship breakups that they wanted us to weigh in on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I would like to say if any of you guys have stories or if you want to comment on our pod, like we love this. So Instagram, DM us, text us, call us, email us, anything. We want to hear about it. So I want to say if, if you need our email or if you need our Instagrams, yeah. if you don't have them, our uh all our social media is what keeps us. And then our email is W-K-U-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R. Wuku or whatever (laughs) together at gmail.com. Reach out. Let us know. We love having y'all respond. Send us in stuff. If we we poll a lot, respond to the polls, y'all. We want to hear from y'all. We want to know what y'all think about what we're doing and if there's any way to improve or get some stuff on there that you want to talk about. Yes. All right. So here's the story. Um, this person, I'm going to keep them anonymous because I don't know if they want their name out there. <laughs> smart, smart. Yeah, so, and I'm also paraphrasing because she talked to me and then I tried to write down all the notes. So I'm hoping I get all the details together. So basically you want to know, okay, I'll start from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> so she met this guy online that happened to attend the same college as her, but they went at different times. Mm. Um, before the first date, he revealed that he used to talk to one of her friends but it wasn't serious and it ended about like three to five years ago. So it's not a recent breakup. It happened years ago. Okay. Um, the listener then talked to her friend and she said it was nothing but sex and he's not about anything and to let and she should let her take her out. So she was just like, it wasn't nothing serious, just a hookup. Like, let him take you out, but he's not about nothing, is what mm. the friend said. Okay. Um, so they go out on a date and they really hit it off and they ended up going on another date the very next day. Um but before they go on the second date, their friend calls her and says she's not comfortable with them dating and that she's kind of like in her feelings about it. Um, after, is this because she heard about how the first date went no, or is this she, I think after she, she thought, about, thought it. about it and she decided that she wasn't comfortable Are with it? Are these two friends close? Um, she said that 
she referred to her as a friend, okay. but I don't think like close, close friend. Because mm. she also didn't know that they used to hook up. Okay, so not say, like, close the enough. Last time they talked? Yeah, yeah, so not close enough to ever hear about this man. Right. Okay. And, you know mm. what I mean? Um, let's see. So the friend that so the person that called me mm-hmm. said I should give them a name. Sorry. Um, what? Oh. <laughs> Tanya, sure. Tanya. Tanya says that she really hit it off and that she wanted to continue seeing him because they had a, such a great date. Like they're literally about to go on their next date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then let's call her Rachel mm-hmm. got mad and says that she's choosing Dick over the friendship. And then Rachel. Mm. So then Rachel proceeds to call some of Tanya's friends and telling her how wrong she is, like that she's. All the, like talking bad about her, all this other kind of stuff. Same thing, choosing Dick over friendship. But who is wrong, Tanya or Rachel? Again, Tanya is the one that went on the date with yeah. the ex. Rachel is the one that's mad. Okay, um, I'll go first, I guess. Okay, um, Rachel, stop! Just <laughs> do something else. Girl, you sound like petty boots. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you hurt, ma'am. Um, it just sounds like, oh, he wasn't about shit with me mm-hmm. and I don't want to find sh- out that he's about shit mm. for you. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I was like, it sounds like Rachel is mad because what she wanted, Tanya's getting. Yep. Yeah. So. I I agree with that, but I also want to say one thing to um, Rachel about the situation is this. I understand you may have had time to later on think about it, but if you're putting all of this energy into it afterwards, then lets me know you knew right off top yeah. how you felt about it, <clears throat> but you were trying to save face at mm-hmm. first. And I understand that, but you have to give people enough of the truth so they can make whatever choice they want to make. Yeah. Um, our friend Tanya was making her decisions based on the information you gave her. Right. There's nothing more that she's responsible for doing because she did what she was supposed to do. Right. You either having a moment of regret or having a moment of like clarity and realizing you should have told the truth from mm-hmm. there again. Yeah. Ain't got nothing to do with her. Right. Tanya I'll, did what she was supposed to do with the information. That's right. it. Yeah, and like, she talked to you first. Like had I was about to say, yeah. Had Tanya not said anything to her, then I'd have been like, okay, like gray area yeah great for sure you should have said something knowing this information you should you should have said something but she did yeah yeah rachel lied yeah yeah and also i give it to tanya for even going back if he said it wasn't anything serious and it was three to five years ago i give it to her for picking up the phone to call her just to make sure she got her side of the story yeah you want to change up your side of the story then yeah that's clearly i feel like that was smart also because yeah if you walk into a room because y'all didn't hit it off this woman is there that's Harder to explain than up front at the very beginning, figuring out what it is. And even if, let's say that, you know, Rachel had told her the truth and Tanya still was like, huh? Like, (laughs) still going. Right. Like, that was, that'd be on Tanya. At that point, whatever he smoked you got from that situation after that, that would be on you. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or right, but you got to be okay with taking the heat if you're going to do that. Yeah. So... Like, you made that decision full full Exactly. So, I I mean, I think she... I definitely think she did everything that she was supposed to to make the proper decision for herself because I think that she don't have to worry about... Keeping her feelings in mind. Keeping her friend's feelings in mind. Yeah, keeping her friend's feelings in mind and realizing that, shoot, you can mess up some peace. I mean, it's not even to say that y'all had to be close, but the mess that Rachel was doing right now could have happened for sure. Would have definitely happened for sure if you had not said anything. And then she found out. So I understand trying to keep the peace 
for however long, yeah. like friends, most people you have some type of some type of relationship with. It's yeah. important, and I appreciate him for being upfront. Like, Ooh, also let true. me just, before we even go on a date, let me tell you X Y Z. And then, so now all the cards are on the table. The only person who didn't lay their cards out was, was Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. And then calling people to be like, listen to what Tanya did. Yeah. Right. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And also, and you, know, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't tell them that you weren't upfront about not, you know, not saying yeah. how you felt in the beginning. And that you really must be in your big bag, your big well, Birkin your bag. If you went from eating about shit and it was just sex to calling all your friends crying, that's that's right. a one. And also, who's really choosing dick over friends? Ooh. Rachel, not Tanya. Like you're the one that's letting this man come between you and your quote unquote yes. friend. Like that's I said the same thing. I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Rachel, yeah. sorry, boo. And also, like, we're too old for this. Like, yeah. had you just been like, look, I really liked him. It didn't work out. He played me, whatever. Right. It I is what it is. Bad at you would have been like, fuck that nigga. Yeah. Right. Like, it is what it is. We all take else. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, the reality of life. Just be honest. The fact yeah. that you can be honest about it. Oh, that speaks to friendships, too, though. That's, that's another thing. The thing I appreciate about us is good, bad, and ugly. We're honest. And... I've known a lot of people who have talked about relationships with people who they call, thought were friends or called friends. And, you know, there's all this miscommunication or not being honest about certain things that causes jealousy, that causes other things that, you know, how do you, that's not a friendship that I want. If I yeah. can't be, and I'm not saying brutally honest, I'm just yeah. saying yeah. vulnerably honest. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a difference between, you know, I'm not trying to you know, get on you about certain things, but I'm going to be honest about and revealing about certain things, even if it doesn't put me in the best light. Right. Because I know one, y'all will be honest with me and at least hold me accountable and also be there for me to cry, have a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's both the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're not doing that, that's a disservice to the friendship period. Yeah. So that actually reminds me, sorry, of a yeah. meme that I saw that was like, are y'all brutally honest with your friends? Yeah. And someone was like, y'all need to unlearn that the honest... D has to be brutal. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a word. Yeah. Yeah. Why are it don't have like to be that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's being being vulnerable is a lot harder than being brutal. And I think that there lies the problem. You're not willing to invest in that other person enough to be like, I'm gonna put my guard down and mm-hmm. tell you really what it is, versus being like, you know, talking about you or, you know, telling you when things look don't look right or you're doing wrong or you know your outfit don't look great like that's yeah no it's this should be the opposite you seeking somebody to be vulnerable with so that they can lift you back up that's the honesty we want i've actually had this happen to me twice what like where someone asked if they could date or mess with someone that i had dated in the past and how what was your reaction were you vulnerable or were you brutal (laughs) (laughs) Um, in both cases the person wasn't someone that i saw future with so i was like do you sis like i really don't care but also it brings up like um girl code like what's the what what Mm. is is there a line between like so obviously like an ex like a real ex i would have been like nah like you know if i if you're a friend of mine you know the yeah. good, bad, and ugly would happen between us. I would hope you're not dating someone that I was serious about. Someone that, you know, it was a casual fling. Do you? Right. Personally, I don't like coming behind my friends. Yeah. But if that's but if you don't care. <laughs> you got it, girl. <laughs> do your thing. But is there a line that you guys won't cross with exes slash flings? 
and friends? So I'm going to say that I've had both situations. So I've had where I've been first and I've had where I've been second. And so I'll say the one where I was second was a very odd situation um, because I ended up dating the person and they didn't tell me about me being second. My friend mm. didn't tell me um. that they were hooking me up with somebody that w- Wait, yes. the first hooked yes. you up? Yes. Oh, wow. And so I'm, I was like, <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> so yeah. mad. I didn't find this out. out. I didn't find this out until months. Like, so they both were just in cahoots and keeping their secret? Uh, yes. Like, did you just get pimped out? Yes. <laughs> yes. When I tell you, I was like, I was heated. Yeah, this, that's How weird. Did you find heated. Out? I, I can't even. I've watched it a long time ago, so I've watched Blacked this out. It out. But I, I just remember it. I did find out from the girl I was dating, and not my friend, which further pissed me off because mm-hmm. I was like, "Who this? Whatever. Like it was what yeah. it was." And did you if, feel guilty? Is that why she told you? I don't remember. I don't remember if we. I feel like she must have felt guilty because it was a chill situation. I was in, she didn't even live in the same state. So was mm. in town for the weekend. We were hanging out. Things were good. And then dropping a whole bombshell on, on me. And I was like, what? Did you keep dating <laughs> after that? It didn't last long, long, much longer after that because it was just Hard. it was uh, a lot of the that, that lies. Yeah. That, lies. that and it was already it just started spinning into this. I think she told me because of insecurity, so that just spin uh, spun okay, it even okay. more. So it's just like, eh, and whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. But I, I was, I was not heated with her. I was heated with my friend, mm. and I and therein lies what I was talking about with Miss Miss Rachel. Like you gotta be honest with the other person because at least it gives i could have said okay what happened yeah it was a one-time thing which it was cool fine whatever but at least i would have had an opportunity to walk walk that out and i my and decide what i wanted to do my friend didn't give me that opportunity yeah and that's who i'm mad at because i'm just like if anything sounds horrible whatever Holes can go. Like, it is what it <laughs> yeah. is. If, it, if I wanted it to be a one-night thing or I didn't want it to be anything at all, I would have had a choice to be able to do that. Yeah. And God didn't give me that opportunity. So that sucked. Well, the fact that she hooked it up is what's kind of feels weird. <laughs> Definitely weird. Weird. I don't... And I never got... I Once I heard it, I didn't want the details, but it just... She ended up dating... Like, the girl... The girls went to school together across the hall. Started dating this chick. So I'm just like, this... How egg like did did you start dating this girl before or messing with her? Are you still friends with the friend? Yeah, and but we're not close. Like if I'm in town, she lives in another city. If I'm in town, then you know I'll say hey, I'm around. But we have not honestly. We even the last few times that I've been down there, we never connect. So Mm, it's just not been. We didn't. It wasn't tight, and that was why. Like. She's my friend. I will still say she is my friend, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of friend. Like we were brothers in arms for a, a good eight months. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a hug. Yeah, but it just that we were cool and it just it changed the mix. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been second. 
Oh, see, not come the realization. On, <laughs> it's the realization. Should I tell my other one, or should we talk about the second? And no, we'll... tell yours. Oh, oh. oh no! Are you, gonna try to, are you trying to figure out what you're leaving out of your story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh God. Um. Then another time, also a casual situation. Um. We dated, but it never. You know how you're like, oh, we're exclusive, and then it just kind of just fizzles out. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it happened. And like, got kind of serious, and then just died out. And it was never like an argument or anything. It just kind of died out. Um, and so one of my close friends, a couple of years, like, because I had been, you know, when you like you're talking to somebody, so you mention the name enough where somebody recognizes the name, especially if it's unique. Mm-hmm. And so I've been telling my friend that I was talking to this person. Well, our other mutual friend. It's not like that's her other friend. So we didn't talk that much, but we hung out. Mm-hmm. She starts talking, saying that same name. My friend is like, oh, Saeed, you might want to say something to her because. <sighs> was it had the, time passed or were you still talking pa- to her? No, time had passed. So it was oh, okay. like maybe maybe a year, maybe maybe like two or three years. Yeah, okay. Because it wasn't like a year. It was definitely like two or three years. Enough time had passed. Oh, yeah. We were dating. So I, that was what it was. She was dating me and somebody else. I was okay with that. And then she made a decision and... It wasn't you. It wasn't me, mm-hmm. which I was fine with. So she was back out on the scene. I was back out on the scene. So when uh, my friend hears that name, she's like, oh, you, you might want to... And which I appreciate my friend doing that. Yeah. Because she easily could have been like... I'm not in it. I'm not in it. And size... In it, I ain't it. Size overrated. It wasn't even that big of a situation. It was what it was. But she was like, if we don't... You know, just in mm. case we run into yeah. each other or I uh, slip up and say who we were out with. Yeah. So, cause they had, and so she told me and I was like, oh, you could like, yeah, it was, it wasn't anything. And theirs ended up being kind of the reverse situation happening where she was, my friend's friend was dating her, the girl I used to talk to and some other person and she chose the other person. Mm-hmm. So karma. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sucks, no. Uh, but yeah, so that ended up happening. And I was like, we both were like, still really good friends. We're like, each hey. other like, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you do that thing with <laughs> No, definitely. I, I asked another thing. I'm definitely. Sharing war stories? Yeah, I'm not sharing war stories. Oh, no. At none of that with. I would if it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what? I always say, you got to be careful. You don't never know what's really over to. The reason I think that's the reason why there is a code, why Fair people enough. feel like that because some people, like as Rachel did, will act like it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. So mm. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, mm. no, I don't want to share no stories because <laughs> so like I ain't in it. Yeah, or reminiscing, like you know what? Let me uh, slide her DMs. <laughs> right. I don't know. You do whatever I you do. do. That I that do whatever she I used to do. <laughs> Let me call her. <laughs> Sounding like um, uh, Queen Nija and um, Ari Lennox. <laughs> Set him up. Damn. Yes. <laughs> okay, tell okay, your story. So, yeah, tell your story. You don't have one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, awkward. Um, I mean, I told my one situation that I had been second for my friendship breakup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Whoops. Um <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't hear that, then you need to go back yeah, to the last episode. episode. I need to take episode. some tips from Tanya. Um, <laughs> but I think that... I can't think of a time that I've ever been first. first. I usually don't tend to 
deal with men that are in the same social circles that I deal with. That happened one time and I was like, "Mm, I'm never doing this again. But also like, I don't know. It just made me think about like how you can be friends with a group and something can be casual and then you're like casual with someone else in that group. And I just like, to me, like once... Like, we've had sex. Like, none of your friends have dicks anymore. Like, mm-hmm. all of them are eunuchs or brothers. They're, they're and that's Kim it. Dolls. <laughs> <Kim> dolls. <laughs> exactly. I just don't even know. So, yeah. I don't have a story. Sorry, Carol. Okay. <laughs> I do want to say, though, that it's interesting because I think... It, I will say that I think it happens a lot more in the gay communities because our mm. numbers are smaller. Mm. I was going to so, say the, the social circles. Social yeah. circles are usually there's some overlap a couple of times in different places okay. so that we have to just get used to Sorry. yeah Go also ahead. going to a small hbcu like uh-huh. everyone knows everyone yeah and so it's bound to that's why like it's bound to happen so it's oh it's imperative that you're honest about it because I'm, because our school i'm gonna find out <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna find out our school is very small yeah. like it's likely that there's going to be some overlap. Yeah. That was that was the thing that I was like, this isn't a big deal because our school is so small. Yeah. And especially, like, black people at our school. It's, like, 20 of us. So yeah. I was just like, well, you know, I mean. <laughs> the odds are. Yeah. yeah but, so. like, outside of that, I just, yeah. I should have yeah. just been honest because then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carol. We are so, like, you're not going to get out of it. Like, you were the one uh, who loudly proclaimed that you and, had a story. Okay. <laughs> and if anyone knows Carol, you know Carol is going to ask for the story. So I right. need you to get it. Okay. We will ask you all the probing questions. Well, okay, so don't ask any questions. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Do we need to pause the recording momentarily? <laughs> no. <laughs> Patrick, get ready to put some answers some beeps. No, I just don't know if I've ever told this story because I honestly forgot about this person. Honestly, it was very, it was more of a, so this person casually dated a friend of mine um but it wasn't anything serious and then years late but we all kind of like stayed in it's kind of like when when facebook was a thing so like now you're friending everyone that you might know because that's what you did did when just now i'm only friending people actually know you know what i mean (laughs) um so we like reconnected on facebook and was like we lived we're both from the same hometown area and so like we were both back in town for the summer and we like met up. And so it was, it was kind of like mm. we were talking, but nothing serious, but also didn't tell anyone we were like meeting up. Mm-hmm. So it was some very sneaky link type of situation. Oh. Was it intentionally sneaky or just like, I don't even know if this is a thing. So it's not worth telling. It's kind of like we're just hanging out. We're enjoying each other's company, but yeah. also nothing is like, we're not sleeping together. We're yeah. not kissing. Like we're just really hanging out as friends. Yeah. That's and I was also kind of dating someone. So it was like but ah. not like but I wasn't like seriously dating that other person. So it's kind of like we're hanging out but nothing's really happening between us. So it's nothing to tell. But at the same time this kind of feels mm. wrong. Wrong yeah. because you are one of my friends ex situationships. Okay, okay. mm-hmm. So that's why I forgot about it. But like I never messed with him. It was just kind of like we hung out and when it got to a point where he was like, I would like to start dating you more seriously or let's see where this can go. I started talking to the other person uh. more seriously and that person was local, whereas this person is not. Okay. So it was like, do I try for something long distance wherein this person is like right here, right yeah. here? And I chose not to. Okay. So that's Especially all. with that extra bit of 
whatever that yeah. was. I, like, it wasn't, I just like, it was not, it's not a serious thing. I'm just like, yeah. I've really never said this out loud. Oh, wow. oh. <laughs> okay. Girl, I thought you had some tea to right. spill. Right. I was about oh, to like, and no, then y'all no, no. went to where? I was so ready to be like, <laughs> no, but I definitely was wrong in that situation. Like, I should have told the friend, like, hey, I'm hanging out with him, like, yeah. just as a heads up. Yeah. Like, that's messed up. Just yeah. off break, I feel like. I can see that. I mean, I understand, but if it's literally a situation that you forgot about and didn't go anywhere, I don't know. Yeah, but also, like, if I'm hiding it from you, then clearly... And she means on the front end, so, like, at the end of it, it could have been that she chose to do it, and it did go somewhere, yeah. and that whole That's entire true. time... And then I have to be like, hey, by the way, yeah, I mean, I've been... Smashing your ex-man. Right, on the low for... <laughs> And I was still friends with a girl and never said anything to her. Yeah. So that's all I'm like. I was wrong. Absolutely wrong in that situation. I said said something. Yeah, because it could have been a Netflix and chill type situation. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, you're like, ah. But I feel like that's what's different. If that's not, if, that clearly isn't how you went, the intentions that you went into it with. I understand. Into it. I understand. Yeah. He was okay. fine. So it happened. It happened. Uh, yeah. You want to hit that button now? Okay. I was trying to give you the benefit no. of the doubt. No, I was definitely wrong. <laughs> a friend is saying she's wrong. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I was yeah. trying to advocate for my friend. No, sorry. I, I appreciate, appreciate you, you, but no. <laughs> I was dead wrong. You see, that is a real friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lift you up even though you was wrong. <laughs> okay, so should we get into this week's actual um, topic? Yeah, we should. Again, thank you for sending in that Yes, uh, if there's more, please send them in. We want to talk about it. That was good. That led to some really riveting conversation. <laughs> it did. Well, that's Who it for knew? this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be tough. All right, so this week we are talking about unlearning and things that we plan to unlearn in 2022. So the definition of unlearning is um, to discard something learned, especially a bad habit or false or outdated information from one's memory. And unlearning can pave the way for relearning over a period of time. Unlearning is also important because of circumstances in which you learn something the first time might be different from where they are now. And we may become more receptive to knowledge and more disciplined when learning. Um, so Tiff has our cultural reference. Okay, so our cultural <laughs> reference is a tweet by um, LJ Mack Jr. Thanks, LJ. Yeah. It says, your parents programmed you the best way they knew. It's up to you to reprogram yourself as many times as you need until you finally meet you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought that that was really interesting because I just felt like this might be a good topic going into a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about things that you want to leave behind or learn or glean. And all those types of things. So, who wants to go first? Okay, I guess I can. Sterile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, all right, so... Oh, sorry, we're starting off with something serious that we want to unlearn first. Yeah. Oh, was there a comical one? <laughs> yeah, there's supposed to be one. I haven't thought of it yet, though. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. well, it's fine. Wherever uh, the conversation goes. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> True, it'll probably come up in this conversation. Um... So when we first brought this up, I was like, ooh, that's really good. I'm having to think about where I am right now, what maybe are some trigger points that you know keep coming up. So clearly that must be something I need to like deal with or or handle. And I think the one that hit home, because I went through a, a few that I thought might be important, but the one that really hit home for me was that the one where where you're at right now is enough. 
Mm-hmm. And that where you who you are right now is enough mm-hmm. or, or okay. And I, the reason I say that is because, not in a negative way, but my parents were very much, not in a negative way. No, I'm saying it in a non-negative way. But the, they very much were achievement focused, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. they knew what I, what I had in me. And that if I push myself towards my goals, do what I needed to do, then that's great, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, unbeknownst to them, program this thing of like always having to achieve yeah. and yeah. never being okay with where you're at. Yeah, right was it like there. destination syndrome or something like that? Yeah, that it's kind of, yeah, yeah, right. And I get it. I totally agree. Like every time I've done what they have instilled in me, Positive results, right? Not mm-hmm. to take away from that. It's mm-hmm. always, even if I've fallen short, it's always somehow still worked out, right? Mm-hmm. So great yeah. way of being able to teach a child. I think that that's a perfect thing. But I also think it didn't build any muscle memory for the moments when you just didn't have it in you in that moment to do anymore. To ascend mm-hmm. to, to the, ascend yeah, to the yeah. next yeah. level. And then for whatever reason, right? It yeah. could be that you've burned out it could be that you're just really figuring out who you are and some of the things that work for that don't work now so and it could have nothing to do with you right Mm -hmm. it's just hey this is this is me this is this where i'm at right now this is what i can do and that feeling like enough right that's the thing that i when i thought about it i was like oh that's that hits right because i think when i was in therapy I remember my ther- therapist just being like, you know, do you think that they don't think that you were enough mm-hmm. as you are? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't ever remember that being that. But I, he was like, but you've somehow convinced yourself that that's that to be anything less than is when they have never said that, that, verbalized too. that, right? And so you have to really work on um, reflecting and being okay with where you're at. Or where yeah. did that even come from then? Like if your parents didn't it's instill not, but, that well, in you. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think it's really interesting because I feel like I struggle with this sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But I also have to, I think we have to remember the context in which our parents ingrained that in themselves to then ingrain it in us, right? Like life used to be much more linear. Mm-hmm. It used to be you go to school, you go to college, you start your job, and then you ascend <laughs> into that career as far as you can go, and then you retire. Right. But now life is a lot less linear than that mm-hmm. you, you can start a career and be like this ain't what i want to do until i'm 75 right. yeah. <laughs> and, and then maybe even not even then, right. right and or maybe for the next two years you know what i mean and then like what achievement looks like is no longer defined mm-hmm. by a promotion a new job education a, level. a diploma it's now yeah. you have to define that for yourself and mm-hmm. i think that that's sometimes what is really hard yeah that's it that's it i mm-hmm. i can remember it's funny i for those of you who do not know me, I started off on a path of saying I wanted to be a veterinarian. And I said that, said that very, very young. Loved animals, whatever. So I did that, got to grad school and hit a wall. But kept hitting the wall because I was like, oh, no, no, no. It cannot be. to be able to be moving forward. No, hit a wall, hit a wall. Couldn't get, couldn't get even beyond the first year, first year, first semester. It just was not happening. And so I've spent the past... Like since I moved here, 
redefining who I am, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. that's hard to do when you've spent so much time. This has been your desired identity ex- since you were five. Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's not to say that, and my parents were veterinarian? Yes, veterinarian, right? Like, yeah. whatever you need to do to do it, we're going to do it and achieve it, right? Yeah. So for them, it's not seeing it either and then trying to walk with me to figure it out. Yeah. Like, now, is it this one, baby? Come on now. Come on. Is it not, not that? Okay. Well, then what, what you got next? Come on. Yeah. That gives them so much anxiety that I don't think that they look any less at me, but I'm seeing them struggle, mm. right? Seeing yeah. them watch me struggle is a struggle for them, too, yeah. even though they're very, very supportive because they're just like, we, we, we Stokeses, we, you know, we can do it. We can put our, I mean, anything we put our mind to it, it's going to be achieved. Yeah. I don't even know how life works. So that's what I'm like, you know, yeah. having to be okay with. Yeah, it's- that's so interesting from the standpoint too, that you can see that desire that your parents have for you, not because you're a disappointment otherwise, but just right. because they're like, I don't know how to help. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I want you to succeed. So I want to help and I don't know how right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or also too, like for my parents, both my parents have a master's degree. Mm. So for us growing up, it was always... Yeah. At least a master's degree. Like mm. that's the bare, you know, that's the that's the bare minimum, mm-hmm. right? And then if you go on past that, that's fine. None of us have master's degrees. Oh, interesting. But I feel like I don't know, and I know my parents are very also ed- my mom's a teacher, mm-hmm. very education focused. My dad skipped a degree. Like he was very smart. So it's kind of like I, I, not that they ever made us feel like right. failures because we didn't get that advanced degree, but like I know for them it was always the same thing. You go to school, you get your undergraduate, you get your graduate degree. Yeah. None of us, all of us were like, pure undergrad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's not our path. Yeah. So the same thing is like, but I guess that is in your mind. Like, do you feel like I'm not achieving? I think your parents also want you to do their bare minimum yeah. is your, their max is yes. your bare minimum. Yep. The launching pad. Yeah. yeah. And so like, are we, I think we take on, I at least need to do what they did. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. But if you don't at least do what they did, right. that's interesting. Do you feel like a failure? Not that they've ever made you feel that right. way, right? And it, I it's, say, it's not. Oh. Sorry, real quick. No, no it's not only good. related to 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 education, though, mm-hmm. right? So if your parents mm-hmm. were rich in another way, then you gotta meet. It's whatever they've already give you as that starting point. Yeah. You should be launching off from. And if instead of it being like, oh, I've I got to the highest echelon and if you want to be any you can get here but you can also do yeah. well mm-hmm. and that's we're not you don't really feel that as much as you feel like get to my launching pad and shoot off because yeah because they've done so much to get to yeah. that point they want you to take it i mean i'm i think a little bit of the outlier here only because both my parents have master's degrees too but i it never really occurred to me until you just said that Mm. I've never felt like I needed to have a secondary diploma in order to ascend. I feel like a lot of that is internalized for me. Mm-hmm. I think that me having my MBA is really a matter of like me being bored at work and me being like, I need to be achieving something. Mm. And this is like mm. what feels like the next step. And I always thought that I was going to go to law school and get my JD. But no. <laughs> At the time that I was applying to schools, I was reading a lot of articles about lawyers that had passed the bar and were driving taxis. And I was like, oh, no. So then I got my MBA and that should change anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. It is <laughs> But I don't think that uh, my parents did that to me. I feel like trying to figure out what success looks like is really hard for me right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having a hard and like traditionary traditional education is like what makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I did that to myself. But I don't 
I don't attribute that to my parents. See, I feel like it's a little bit of um, society too, yeah, right? Definitely. So because so we've always been taught we have to do more as blacks, we have to do more. That's like true. the bare minimum of just getting your high school diploma, not mm-hmm. enough. Um, you at least need to go to college, right? And even the, after, when we were in college, I remember people being like, "Well." Um, a bachelor's is the equivalent to a high school yes. diploma now. Yeah. So now you have to do more. And I'm like, well, I just went to school for free. I am not taking yeah. out student loans for them to be made. And we also, I graduated during a recession. So now I might have to work at, I worked at the mall when I first graduated from college mm-hmm. with a college degree because there was literally mm-hmm. no other job at that time. So now like I have this degree and I'm working at a job that I don't even need a high school diploma for. Why am I going? Yeah. Why do you want me to go to school? No, for real. <laughs> Why would and you? At first, I was like, "Oh, just go because you can't get a job." Huh? Right. So, so spend like, more money. Right. So I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna have to figure it out with what I got. But at the same time, same thing. It's like success. We've been told, especially living in the DMV area, where uh, profession and career is very like a. Uh, as a part of your identity, I know we argue a lot about this with Sai because she's not from here, but a lot of people use your profession as a part of your identity because we spend so much time at work. Mm. So while it's not who you are, it's a part of who you are, mm-hmm. I feel like, when you grow up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not knowing, going to school thinking one thing, getting out and not being able to do that, I felt like... What? Well, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think the recession had a lot to do with at least our generation because... That was an eye-opening experience to spend so much time in school thinking I'm about to launch my career and not having a career to go to. Mm. (laughs) So now I feel like we really had to be like, so what is success for us? Yeah. Because now I feel like what the world has been selling us for years suddenly was stripped away from me and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, So I agree. That same thing happened to me too. Yeah. Um, I think about that a lot because a lot of people ask me like, oh, like your MBA helped you like launch your business and like have the acumen to launch your business. And I'm like, yeah, it did. But really what it did was give me the confidence to launch my business, which is the shame. Mm-hmm. Like I think that I could have, I could have learned how to do this without my MBA. Would I have had, I have had the confidence to do it without my MBA? I don't think so. And that's something internalized in me mm-hmm. to feel like yeah. I need, like my MBA is a prerequisite to right. me be getting a business is, doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just not like reality and hindsight is twenty twenty. but I just feel like I wish I had had a different perception then yeah. from what I do now based on where I am. I did get my MBA to change careers and that is a whole other traumatizing story. We've heard it. Interviews and Didn't we talk about bullshit. That? With their the hair pod. episode. Oh, mm. yeah, but that was just a piece of it. Oh, okay. I, I interviewed at like five different places and had five interviews at one place that I had to go to New York for twice mm-hmm. just to be told in my final interview. Are you open to moving? I'm gonna. This isn't the right position for you, but I want to find one for you. By a black lady that was the director of the department, and once I was like, I've reached the final boss. <laughs> like I'm gonna get this fucking job just to be told that, and I was like, I'm done interviewing, and that's why I started my business. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna do something where people can't tell me no. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if that's what it takes. Yeah. Was that that's mine? Okay. Well, I have three. Oh, I really I thought about this. I thought I was OD. Okay, great. Okay, so oh, um, hmm. I also wanted. Thanks. <laughs> 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 oh, right. I, I think a lot after my son goes to sleep, so I have time. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I just erased the other ones because I thought we were doing oh, one. Sorry, uh, I was only gonna say one. I just wrote down three. Oh, I don't have to go through all of them. No, 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 no. Do this one's right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I do want to start. <laughs> 
Sorry, I write them back down. <laughs> you have Remember them. Um, I do want to start just by saying my parents are amazing. I do not have to, uh, like, they did not mess me up as a child. I do not have to yeah. heal from my childhood. These yeah, are just things agreed. that as I've grown up, I've learned that I want to do differently as an individual, mm-hmm. not because I am smiting my mm. parents in any way. Everything she said on mine too. <laughs> yeah, like my parents are great people. They're amazing. Yes. So I don't want this to come across as like, I hate them. And that is not the case. Yeah. Especially if someone's listening and they're going to run back and tell them something different. Yeah. But I feel like it's also important to acknowledge this, like having your own kid has your own, makes you have your own experience. Yeah. And you're growing up in a completely different situation than your parents grew right. up. Right. And I'm an individual. So yeah. how I feel and think is going to be completely different than how they feel and think because we've all had different experiences. Right. Does that make them bad people? Yeah. Unlearning is not necessarily negative. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good, important that's caveat. a really good point. Yeah. Um, so the first thing is, oh, um, wait, before, oh, <laughs> it's the wrong one. Where's the hand claps? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> No, no issue, but yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. So the first one is um, like unlearning that hitting and spanking is an appropriate form Mm. of punishment. Mm. Um, Because I've been reading a lot on um, like different parenting blogs on how to discipline your kids and how um, a lot of times when I've gotten to the point where I'm so angry that I'm going to put my hands on my child, it's like I'm, I feel like I'm not in control of my emotions Mm. and that I can't um, express how I'm feeling with words. And if I feel that way in my big age, how is my two-year-old, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm subconsciously teaching him that when you can't control your emotions, you put your hands on someone, mm-hmm. but that's not what I want him to learn. Right. So I need to, um, there has to be another way for me to get my point across without it turning violent. Especially as a black boy growing up in America, I don't want him to get so out of control of his emotions mm-hmm. yeah. that he turns to violence, which then for him could turn into losing his life, going to jail. Yeah. A lot of different things I don't want for him. Right. So, um, and not that my parents like beat me mercifully. Like I can probably remember like one time that each of my parents spanked me, and they were probably deserving books. <laughs> probably <laughs> more than like I definitely deserved it, right? <laughs> but like I just don't want to get to a point. For me, I'm trying to figure out different ways to discipline him, um, so that he can find different ways to regulate his emotions, and he learns that through me. Um, the other thing that I feel like is more of maybe a black community thing is that like kids don't deserve respect or like they should be um seen and not heard or do as i say not as i do is a lot of things that we hear growing up um and one kids everyone deserves to be heard validate and their opinions matter like regardless of how old they are um or even like when older people older like our grandparents, sometimes they can just be rude to us for no reason because it mm. kind of feels like they feel like they're at age where they can say whatever they want and not have to mm. Mm. Um, uh, be conscious of how they say it. Yeah. And at first, I remember when I was younger, I was like, I can't wait to be old so I can just tell you how I feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same for me. I don't know if I've unlearned that. <laughs> I mean, mm. me. So, um, but I do want to be more conscious of like, how I'm talking to everyone, regardless of how old they are, mm-hmm. like not just shutting a someone down because they're young or um, or not or even teaching older people that you can't talk to me any kind of way just because you're older than me. Right. Ooh, so message. I just I'm think still working through it. same. And like I said, my mouth can be very reckless to everybody. Um, so I want to unlearn. <laughs> All regardless of, of your age <laughs> right. big or small <laughs> I, I did a child cry and I was like whoa I didn't mean for it to come out that way I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and it was in a public setting I 
like, oh. Um, so I'm really trying to unlearn um, all of that. That is what I'm trying. And um, my last one is that, like, your beauty and your self-worth is not determined by a number on a scale. Mm. Like, I have a really hard time with, um, like, body image and body consciousness. And, like, especially after having a baby, gaining a lot of weight, trying that whole snapback culture Mm. and, like, trying to get back and, like, not really feeling like yourself and not having time and... There's a lot happening. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. happening. So just learning, like, you're okay with how you are right now, mm-hmm. regardless. And, of course, I want to be healthy. I want to be running after my child and for a long time. But, like, still being okay with where I am on my journey to getting to where I am. Or if I don't get there, still being okay. Yeah. Um, oh, so, like, those are that was mine. Uh, I think those are my three for the first part. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get into, like... The second part of the questions and stuff. So I'll get there then. Okay. <laughs> I love those. Yes. Thank you. I feel like I want to jump into conversation from them, but I don't know which one to start with. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you feel like? <laughs> I feel like the kids one is interesting because I feel like right now, and it's very like a new idea for me that it's okay to have kids <laughs> because like for a long time it was not. Hey. Um, but like really thinking about like what kind of parent I want to be. Like yeah. if I am a mom is like something that I find myself like saving like the little videos I see on Instagram mm-hmm. a lot for right now. And I'm just like, like really like opening my mind up to like what new ideas there are about what motherhood means, about mm-hmm. what parenting means, about what disciplining means. And so it's really intriguing to hear one of my best friends like doing that actively for herself. Yeah. I mean, and I... I think I always thought I was going to spank my kids. I always thought the same thing. Like when I get older, I can't wait to talk to you how I want to talk to you. Like all that was because like, that's what's always happened to me. Yeah. And so you're passing down what you want to do. And then as I'm seeing him and I'm like, oh, I, and when people like, when parents are like, oh, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Like it is really painful to get to the point when you want to spank or like discipline your child. And you're like, wow, this, I really don't want to do this, Mm. but you're really not listening. (laughs) And you're doing something that potentially is dangerous to your health or your well-being. But at the same time, I don't want to hit you. Right. So like, whereas our parents probably got to a point where they're like, I don't know what else to do. Mm. Or maybe it's just like, I got spanked. So I'm going to spank you because that's what worked for me. Yeah. But being like, I don't want that to work for you. Like, I don't want you to associate with, I made a mistake. Let me hit you. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to get hit. I don't want that to be the correlation that happens in your mind. Or even like the, like fearing your parents. Like, I just feel like, it's in, and it, ooh, it reminds me of God too. And our relationship with him and people are mm. like, you should be like how we're supposed to fear him. I just have, as I've gotten older, I've had a really hard time. Like, if I'm supposed to have a relationship with him, not just be spiritual, if I'm supposed to have a relationship with God, how do I have a relationship with someone that I'm scared of? I don't have, I, I can't have healthy relationships with someone that I'm scared of. And so I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't want to be afraid of God. So he no longer feels scary to me. I respect God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I respect my parents. I don't have to be afraid of you to respect, to respect you. you. I understand that. And so I feel like that's where... Honestly, it's probably where it came from. Like, as my relationship with God shifted, mm. I'm like, oh, I want my relationship with my child to shift because I'm an authority figure to him, but I don't want him to be scared of me. Mm, that's a word. Mm-hmm. To be honest, though, my parents never put their hands on me and I was scared of both of them. Oh, okay. Well, See, well, I'm still scared of your daddy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm more scared of my mom. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you know what's funny? 
morning. I was only scared of your dad at church because he's not scary at home. <laughs> not scary oh. anywhere. <laughs> but he will um, give you the eyeball. Uh, I was like, uh, no, I didn't even know your daddy. And I was like, oh, who's that man? I used to have so many cousins be like, why is your dad so scary? Yes. I mean, like, I don't, he's, no, he's not. I'm gonna say, I want to say, he is fun. So but, much fun, but like, it's in certain settings. Yes. Like, your dad is a completely different person in his personal space than he is like, outside. outside. I mean, he's a very, like, I think that he has to be like a certain level of comfort with people in order. He's an introvert, you know, so like mm-hmm. certain level of comfort with people in order to be his jovial self. And yeah. because he's my dad, I see that side of him all the time. Yeah. So it's like I understand where people are coming from, and I'm like, no, I get it because he's scary, and I, he, I'm kind of scared yeah. of him too. But he's great. Yeah. You should give him a chance. He is. I would hate to work for him though. <laughs> Listen, the story he tells me at work, I'm like, I aspire <laughs> because you... I know you're a Navy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot imagine. I think he doesn't, he's just no nonsense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. he will let you know when you're being dumb, for sure. Absolutely. But, I mean, he just is Without like no words. nonsense and like, we're going to make sense of this. Like, we're not going to make decisions to say we made that decision yeah. just to make it. We're going to make sure that right. it flows. No, that's fair. And then, and then the other, any other ones that you wanted to talk about for her? For um, I think the beauty standard one is like very, I, I love and hate that. Like, Mm -hmm. I I love that that's something that you want to unlearn. And I feel like sometimes I want to, we all have our own shit that we struggle with, but I also want to know how to be supportive in that space. I feel like that's where, I mean, this is like an outside conversation, but that's where I'm taking our marketing in the next year for RGN Sport is Mm -hmm. really to be like more about what is fitness for you outside of hitting a certain percentage of body fat or number on a scale or trying to have a certain aesthetic. Like what does fitness mean to you outside of those things? And have you really thought about that? Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I hear this conversation a lot and I know that I struggle with that kind of stuff a lot too. And just like knowing how to be supportive in that space without being like, Oh girl, shut up. Like you're so pretty, like stop mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like in a real way, like yeah. wanting to know like really how to, like what connects for you in that sense. I think for me, it's like, I'm so used to that being like a conversation with some people that I talk to. It's like every single time I talk, that's what it goes back to. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, well, God dang, like I, I thought I was doing good, but yet you keep bringing, not that you're bringing up in like a negative way. Wait, for, they're bringing it up for themselves or as a conversation point to you. Both. Okay. But not in a way to be like negative. It's kind of just like it's a part of the conversation because I think they're on the same page that I'm on where like they want to be healthier, smaller. So that we're like, since we're kind of like in that same space, it's always a weight conversation or at mm. some point it's always going to come back to it, which is like, I don't want to talk about mm. my weight or what I'm eating or whatever every single time. Yeah. But for me, what's more effective is like, when we go out, like, it doesn't have to always be brunch. Like, let's go do something after. Like, I remember, like, when we were like, oh, let's go on a hike. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're probably going to go to a bar afterwards, but, you know what I mean? Balance. At least, yeah. <laughs> no, that's how I don't think okay. we did. But, like. That one time. <laughs> but, like, just being, like, I guess for me, it's just, like, let's just do something that doesn't always involve eating or drinking yeah. or dessert. Like, let's go on a hike. Let's, um, I want to, I just went kayaking at this place. Like, do you want to go with me? Like, that kind of thing is what's helping for me is just staying active, especially during quarantine where we've been so sedative, like, mm-hmm. for a very long time and yeah. where 
active activities were very limited because mm-hmm. like so for me like I didn't realize how much I missed the gym until I went like we mm-hmm. my husband and I bought a lot of gym equipment and put it in our basement but at some point I was like I'm I don't want to go downstairs yeah. I sometimes I mean? don't feel like the workout is real in my house yeah or like doing it having a virtual trainer I was like I need someone actually in yeah, my face yeah. telling me and it can't be my husband it has to be someone else <laughs> That's a word in and of itself. Sir, shut up. Yeah. Like literally anyone else. (laughs) Do you train? No? Okay, so help me. Yeah, like there's only so many people that like, only so many times I can work out with him before he gets on my nerves and I get on his because I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing no more burpees. I did 10. Leave me alone. Um, But if my trainer was like, do 20, I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? I Um, complain to both of them, so it works out. Oh, but a trainer, like they don't have to go home with you. So they're just kind of like. That's true. You you also paid them. Yeah. You can complain. They're going to be like, okay, but we're going to stay here until you do 20. Like, Whereas oh. I tell them, I'll be like, I'm walking out. <laughs> I don't care, you know? So, like, I didn't realize. So, I think now that we're back in a place where we can do, be outside and be active, like, just being like, hey, let's do this. Or, like, you know what I mean? Where the focus is not how much you weigh now, girl. Not that right. it's ever like that. You know what I yeah, mean? I know but what you mean. just things like that are helpful for me, at least. Yeah. But I'm proud of you continuing to do what you need to do for you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I love that for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to add? Have you been trying to remember your other two points? (laughs) (laughs) For a minute there, I was like, I don't even know what we're talking about. (laughs) And you were like, do you have anything else you want to add? And I was like, oh, you haven't been thinking about it? (laughs) All right, I'll keep going. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm proud of, but I'm proud of her. Damn. Okay, I have, I talked about one of them, um, piggybacking on what something Saya said, so I really only have two. Um, my first one is unlearning being my first no. I feel like a lot of times when I'm thinking about like the things that I want to do next or things I want to try to do or things that I want to ascend towards, like things that might look like success for me, or I'll be like really happy in this next month to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, oh, but they won't be able to do that with you because you won't be able to pay them X or you don't have enough capital right now to do this or you don't Mm. have these things in order to be able to do this as opposed to just trying to fucking do it. (laughs) See what happens. It's very annoying. Mm. And it's interesting that this has started happening to me because I feel like when I was much younger... Sorry, Patrick, plug your ears. Um, but I used to be the person that, like, when we go out, people like, Tiffany will talk to anybody. Like, she'd be getting, like, numbers, like, guys that I'd be scared to talk to. Like, Tiffany will go over there and just, like, start a conversation. And I'm like, I don't know who, what version of that was of me, but I need her back. About <laughs> <laughs> things that are more constructive for my life. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like my mindset Not used niggas. to. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you put all your energy towards something else? Because <laughs> I feel like my mindset used to be, like, there aren't any L's because you already don't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, even if, like, I walk over there and I don't oh, get his number, I, I don't have his number. So, like, <laughs> there isn't, like, a loss here. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to take that mindset into growing and building other aspects of my life that I really mm-hmm. want to flourish. So that's what I'm going to try to focus my um, next year on. Um, in addition to that, um, I really want to stop... <laughs> needing other people to affirm or like something to know that it's good or to know that I like it. It's very fucking annoying that I do that. I feel like a piece of that is really being like an only child. Here's my traumatizing story. One year after the summer was over and we started um, middle school, I think I was going into seventh grade and my dad found this backpack and I had wheels and I was like, it's lit. (laughs) I don't have to carry this shit on my back. I'm going to wheel it behind me. (laughs) 
and I'm be coasting through these hallways. He was the lamest person at I school. I was the lamest person. <laughs> <laughs> I was begging teachers I knew to let me leave it in their office all day until the next day, and I went back to my old backpack day two. And I'm traumatized. <laughs> I remember those backpacks. Like, why do people have these? <laughs> why you got a suitcase at school? <laughs> So I feel like I just sometimes like I like things or I make something and I think it's like really great. And then I but I need other people to also tell me that they like it to know that it's worth something. And I think that that is there is an element of that that is real. Right. Especially in like owning a business that people want to buy things. You have to make sure that it's not just like conducive to like you and your needs or doing something that you think it's going to do. You need to make sure that it does it. But I think it's also crippling. Like to some degree, like me making my wedding dress, I was like, are people going to like this? And it's like, bitch, do you like it? You're going to be wearing it. It's your wedding day. It's your husband. Like uh, other than your husband liking it, it doesn't matter. But I still am like, oh my God. (laughs) Do they really like it or are they just being nice? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because a part of it too in your line of work is being like a trendsetter mm-hmm. so like almost like you have to tell people what they like yeah. versus asking them what they like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? it's also very hard i've realized like having and i won't even say having a designer mindset it's more like like once you've started creating like the thoughts of like what are possible kind of grows mm-hmm. like once you start like scratching that itch yeah. and it's you can't like explain things to people like they have to see it right Mm -hmm. like people need to like visualize and conceptualize things in order to know if it's gonna work or not so it's not even like i can like explain this idea to you and you'd be like yeah that sounds i don't know no i hate it until they see it it doesn't really matter yeah Yeah. until they can like see it functioning or in action it's not really gonna give you a real sense of whether or not it's workable yeah and how many times have we seen especially with fashion how many times have we seen something at first like ugh hate it and then a month later I'm like oh my god I have to have it it is stunning like why did I have it sooner yes I will pay a grip for that like why was I not willing to pay that who am I why because everyone has it on now and now you know what I mean what I've noticed though too with that industry well I will say this I understand you know you gotta work on um like being able to afford the things that you are making and then making sure that people can, you know, pay you back in some way to perform. I do understand that, but watching fashion play out, most uh, people who have gone into the industry, it's literally like one or two items out of like 50 mm-hmm. that take off, right? And so they have to go through this process of figuring out, I like this, I'm presenting it to the world. Oh, they didn't like that. Go back to the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this. Put it into the world. Oh, they don't like that either. And like 50 some, you know, outfits letter, there's something that finally takes off. There are very few who like on their first thing <laughs> take off. And so yeah, really it's, it's m- more about you. I think though, I'm, I'm going to profess this for you for what you have to go into 2020. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Four, right. But I think as long as you're working that muscle of being okay with whatever you, whatever you do make, you're going to hit gold on something. It's yeah. just, you know, working that out. You got to work that muscle out. You're going to work. And I, I know that that's what's going to happen. You're yeah. Just, and, you know, if you are gaining more confidence already, right? Yeah. You're acknowledging yeah. the fact that you no longer really do need other people. That's, I mean, you halfway there. So <laughs> yeah. just keep, keep rolling with that. And I, you have an amazing product. Like, yeah. thanks guys. And I'm not just saying as a friend, like, <laughs> Is she, is she saying that? She yeah, no, but even people like, in my circle that I've seen, like the stuff that yeah. I've had of yours, like, oh, like, oh my God, I love it. I'm like, oh, well, you should check out my friend's website. Like, oh, it's really good. You. So, um, 
like I agree with Sai. As you continue to grow, like everything will just really take off. But what you said kind of piggybacked into like my the second part of what you said, like how the way how the way the learning thing has been affecting us. Um, when you were saying like telling yourself no, because um, I I subconsciously yeah. second guess myself a lot and look for someone else to be the subject matter or like the authority figure. Yeah. It's kind of like that whole parenting thing where mm-hmm. like as a child when you're told. Like, do as I say, not as I do. So, like, you're always looking for the other person to validate you or tell you something as a child. It's kind of like, as an adult, you're like, oh, so, like, where is my person to tell me that what I'm doing is, is okay? Yeah. Or what I'm doing is wrong? Because you're like, oh, I, like, an adult to your adult? Yeah. Like, where is he? No, <laughs> you know 100%. I mean? Because I was, in, going back to, like, the videos that I watch about, like, parenting, whatever, one of them was about, like, how to empower your child. And it's like, instead of, like, when they bring you things, like, an art piece that they did or, like, something for the fridge, you don't tell them that, like, oh, my God, that's so pretty or that's so good or that's so perfect. You ask them, like, oh, how did you feel making that? Or what made oh. you make this? How did you come to this conclusion? Or how did you decide to do this on this piece of paper? Mm-hmm. And I was like, my mind is fucking blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, or yeah. not saying for me, I also I saw something like that similar. I was like, not just saying, oh, that's so pretty. It's like, oh, you drew that A very good. So it's mm. or very well. Like your lines are very straight. Mm. So it's not just saying this looks good. You're being very specific about what you're praising like them it. on. Yeah. So that then they can be like, oh, I do this well. Not this is pretty, but I draw A's or my lines are very straight. Yeah. So it's more of a like specific thing for mm. them too that they're holding on to and not just, oh, I have this really pretty painting. Like, right. And I feel like that's important for me like specifically right now in like the design phase of stuff. It's like being like, wow, that did not come together how I had it in my head. A lot of times like from the outset, but then you're like, okay, but this part worked well, this part worked well, and this is what I need to tweak. Mm -hmm. Makes it a lot like better in your brain and like easier to keep going than to be like, this is a piece of shit altogether. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to add to the piece, um, you you guys are talking about what your parents have uh, taught you or who that more adulty or adult is that's that switch to god which mm. was what it made me think of right like our parents are ta- teaching us very young what's right and wrong right and they tell us that till they get to a point of they pretty much don't have anything else to say yeah. or there's no other way of being able to explain it who else to do that in certain situations you're and that's what the empowerment i think also comes into play too like you're empowering <clears throat> you to have a relationship with somebody if you if you're a believer which i am uh if you're a believer you that's who you're looking to to be that adult your adult because they he has the ability to empower you in ways that nobody else can and, yeah. and knows what's coming next and so you know when you're getting a vision about what to make that vision is given to you and he's empowering you to just kind of go roll with it yeah be yeah. okay with it I know what's going to happen. I know which one's going to blow up. Right. So, yeah. right. And you are the subject matter expert. You are the authority figure. Like someone had told me that recently because mm. I would be like, oh, I think this. Like, no, no, no. You don't think because I'm coming to you yeah. as a subject matter expert. You don't, if you're thinking, then what do I need you for? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's more like I am, like I know. So that's how I'm, I'm trying to like trigger my brain too to stop yeah. being like, I think and be like, no, I know this because if I'm constantly second guessing myself, right. No one else is going to come to right, me right. for, you know what I mean? For what I'm trying to be the subject matter. A hundred percent. Yeah. And even when Sire was just like, I know you're going to blow up. And usually I'm like, oh, I, you know, I hope so too. And I was just being like, thank you. Like, <laughs> just claim it. Don't yes, question yes. the bitch. Like, just, just, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm also reading, um, or rereading, I should say, uh, You're a Badass at Making Money. Because sometimes when I feel like I need that, like, kick in the pants, like, it helps me to, like, read a book about an outside perspective of, like, 
how to like really rein in your thoughts and how to like make your thoughts work for you. And mm-hmm. as you know, a professional overthinker, if I'm going to be thinking thoughts, I might as well be thinking thoughts that's going to benefit me. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I've been starting a lot of my days with like affirmations and like saying things in the mirror that like, I want to claim for over my life and things that like kind of make me uncomfortable to do or say or like, you know, that I want to second guess, but I really want them for my life. So just like allowing space to acknowledge that I want them, it's okay to want them and to claim them for my future is difficult but I'm trying you know to do that because why not like why am I second guessing myself so much and like why is that my default Mm, exactly it reminds me too of like um when they're talking about how men will see a job a job um opening and they'll be like 20 percent qualified but they'll apply for it I think about that all the time or like for us we got to be like 95 percent qualified before we even give ourselves the opportunity to apply for it so that's why I'm thinking too like if I, at this point, like, I know what I'm talking about. You're you know right. what I mean? So yeah. I need to stop telling myself no and let someone else tell me no. Yeah. Um, before and, and give myself a chance yeah. is where I'm at, too. Oh, and what I wanted to piggyback on and what you were saying about God being that authority figure in your life. In this book, she talks a lot about, like, if you believe in a higher power or whatever it is for you, whether it's God or the universe or, like, what have you, like, your thoughts that... They're what gave you the thoughts in your mind. So, like, yeah. while you're second-guessing the second thing, what you're really doing is second-guessing God or your higher power. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this idea for my business didn't come from myself. So, yeah. it's not, like, whether it's on me or not to, to like, fail or succeed. Like, it's, like, I, do I trust God mm. for me to fulfill what he planted on my life or <laughs> right. do I not? That's right. heavy. Yeah. But that gives me, like, the every day to be, like, oh, okay, I can't bullshit anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, Sorry, like, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I think what also has helped me, I don't know if you've seen that or heard that sound of Steve Harvey. And he's like, you got to change your mindset in the morning when you're doing stuff and you're like, oh, I have to do this. Or I've got to do that. And saying, I get to do this. Or Mm -hmm. I get to do that. Like every day in your life. And I was like, it has, it's really dumb. And I hate that it's Steve Harvey because I feel like (laughs) whatever, like saying that it's working for me, but it does like help me shift my mindset from being like something that is like, I'm mildly dreading to like something that I'm like, Oh, it's cool that I get to do this. Like, yeah, I, you know, there are worse things in life than making a reel for my content. (laughs) It's funny and fun. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's work, but it's, it's also like fun shit at the end of it. You know what I mean? So just like lean into that. Or I also saw uh, something else was saying that like, Breaking your day up into quarters. So it's like morning, um, like midday, afternoon, night, or however you want to do it. So say I have a bad morning. That typically would ruin my day. Mm. I had a bad morning, but I'm going to have a great midday. And so then that way you don't allow yourself to be stuck <laughs> in a mood it is. Yeah. or whatever it is. And like, so my first half, my first quarter of my day was not great, but I'm going to have a great second half. You know I what like I mean? That. And yeah. just kind of like... It's all, it all starts here. Once yeah, you're, it really once you, is a mentality the, about everything. Yeah, once you get past what's happening in your mind, it's a game changer. So, 100%. I will say that that's also where I've found my biggest strength. If I'm first thing in the morning, doing my Bible study, doing um, some reading. I know for a while I used to bug the heck out of y'all with my uh, daily uh, scriptures, but whatever. Um, but being able to do that first thing, spend some time with God, figure out what he wants to have happen mm. in the morning first thing and i mean sometimes going back to sleep first thing but still like <laughs> first thing in the morning type thing it's difficult to maintain because i'm not a morning person and i'm usually just getting to bed by the time i have to like get back up but it's the best i felt about anything when that routine was is like solid because you're you're not asking 
to Tiffany's point, you're not asking like, or you're not starting off with this of like dread, but you're literally saying, I don't know what today brings. Um, if you give me some direction of what I need to do, at least I know where I need to go or how I need to get it done versus waking up and just being, feeling like you're being dragged through the day. Mm, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just something different about it. And uh, if you've not had an opportunity to try it before, I would just recommend it. It, it, helps in ways you wouldn't even realize it would. Yeah, I would say in the last couple of weeks, I've been waking up 30 minutes earlier to listen to affirmations and to spend some time with God and to like plan out how I want to be productive that day. And it's really helped my productivity eh, and my mindset Mm -hmm. about the day, which is really beneficial for me. And I'm not 100%. Honestly, there are days where I'm like, listen, I went to bed at four. I'm sleeping in today. (laughs) But it has really helped my mindset, which mm-hmm. I, is very helpful to the rest of the day, if not my life. Can yeah. I admit, and I think it's also because you're doing that, you're not able to really focus on anything else. So you're getting to focus on what you really need to focus mm-hmm. on, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, but like when you don't plan out your day or you're, you're not having that moment to tap into what God is saying or what you feel like affirmations are feeling real that day you're focused on everything else mm-hmm. and that can be overburdened too. So just having that moment of like, let me give it to somebody else or let me put it in a, in a sp- certain box or make it look, a, a, look better than what I have been looking at or how I have been looking at it. That's just reprieve from the stress of the rest yeah, of the no, day. You know, if you have yeah. a moment. No, for sure, for sure. All right, y'all got y'all funny ones? Cause I don't, I don't. Well, um, we, well, before we move on, it was uh, how we think unlearning will benefit us, those oh. around us. Oh, dang. So for me, I, I, for, I'll go first. I just said I, I can't pour from an empty cup. So like if mm-hmm. I'm not full or if my cup's not full, then I can't give my best to everyone that's around me either. So like everyone benefits when I'm at 100%. So yeah. um, that's how I'm trying to like give... If I can prioritize myself, then I can give my loved ones 100% of my. Yeah. I think that um, Patrick, unfortunately, has become my cheerleader. Sorry, babe. I didn't know if that was going to be part of uh, your husband duties, but it has been. (laughs) Um, But I think that because he is like my sounding board, like when I'm really feeling like doubtful or like questioning myself, like he gets that earful a lot, which is probably exhausting, but I mean, he doesn't act like it. But I think that just like having internalized more confidence will help me exude that in different aspects of my life Mm -hmm. and probably him be able to feel more like he can, I can be his cheerleader. (laughs) Like I definitely am his cheerleader, but I feel like I'm definitely the reliant one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas he knows that he can rely on me sometimes too, just because obviously he's going to need that. Yeah. But I think that that is probably like the biggest way. I think it will also like benefit other relationships, like having like a stronger sense of boundaries and self-confidence and being able to say yes or no more confidently without internalizing like shame or guilt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just feel like all those things are like core principles that help you better delineate what's for you and what's not and help you better decide when things like people try to pull you into things or ask you to do things that you don't really want to do and you have a hard time saying no like it just be easier to be like no and I don't feel bad because I got shit to do today mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's <real>. word <laughs> very real um I think the individuals who are going to benefit from this unlearning 
or my, my chosen unlearning would be the circle of influence I have around me. So whoever gets to see me walking in my confidence of being okay of where I'm at in that moment also are able to then knowing my situation or where I'm at, maybe mentally or, or not, but recognizing what it looks like to be like that. Because I feel like when you are when you are authentically in that moment, you're the way in which you talk, the wellspring which you 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 walk from is very different, right? And so, not only seeing how you are and not like feeling like that's putting on airs, but actually hearing and the way you're talking, it's very 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 different from when you're talking from a respect perspective of being really okay mm-hmm. and where you're at versus not being in the 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 tight line you're walking up trying to get into that space. Mm-hmm. It just looks different. Yeah, I think it just looks different. And anyone who's uh, in observance of that can feel, I think, a little bit lighter or, li- or, or a little bit more at ease because they then know, one, they can see that exuding from you, but then they also are okay with being themselves too, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, she's okay. Have you ever been in a space with somebody where, like, if we're talking about weight, this was one of the things, uh, seeing somebody who's bigger than you walk, harder than you mm-hmm. in this situation and you're just like no what man now wait a minute now if they're gonna be yeah. doing all that then i'm gonna take this little sorry or sorry or whatever that is off and and get to strutting too like that sarong is that what you're talking about oh, i was like so what no. <laughs> people not taking their sorries off because it's not that's not what they do with those. Sorry. Right. No. I don't know. What. You try, you try. It's okay. It's okay. Let me walk with her because I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, how embarrassing no it's, no, fine. it's fine this is um, no reason for you to know no <laughs> yes there is no, just <laughs> all right um yeah but you know that you feel that right yeah. you know you, and you know when it's authentic and you know when it's not mm-hmm. too yeah. so that's what i mean like that feeling that you get when um when you see that and feel that other people are able to then rise to that as well yeah. and so i think that that's with me being in that space, that allows a lot of other people to do the same. Yeah. And I want to be in a community of that. Like, I don't want to, yeah. you know, yeah. to be in that angst of, oh, I got to do it. No, if you have that goal, cool. But yeah, you are right now. We good, too. So yeah. Yeah. let's be okay with that as well. I would find that, I, sorry, I would say that I find strength in the opposite also. Like, there's this uh, businesswoman that I follow, and she does, like, webinars all the time. I listened to her the other day, and she just seems like she has all her shit together. Like, she really, mm-hmm. like, knows how to get after her business, and she's doing great. And every time she posts, I'm like, oh, I need to, like, think about a way to incorporate that in my business and things like that. And um, on her webinar the other day, she was like, y'all, I be tired. Like, it is hard coming up with all this content and being this consistent, checking in every day. And I was just like, it happens to you too. Yeah. Okay. I'm not flawed because it happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like I shouldn't be feeling like this. Like I really like should just be like getting after it yeah. if this is what I want to achieve. And, it and what's be the so team? Because if it's something I love, I'm never supposed to feel tired doing yeah. it, right? No, I was gonna say something. I think there's there's benefit in the vulnerability. Yeah. And also because we I feel like we grew up in like hustle, no sleep culture. Yes. So it's just like yes. the hustle, hustle, hustle. Rise we don't grind. sleep, rise and grind, like just make it work, blah, blah, blah. And then finally someone's like, you know what? I'm it's, tired. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And I can still be, I can be successful and still get eight hours of sleep. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Whereas like Diddy's like, I don't go to bed. Yeah. Like I someone sleeps for me. You know what I mean? It gives me the energy. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Right. So like, I feel like there's a balance of like the vulnerability is very important, but also seeing the like 
fruits of that labor yes. is what helps me too. Because I remember like even like going to the gym. I miss going to classes because I remember I miss seeing like either someone that's older than me mm-hmm. or s- someone that's older than me, someone that might be like maybe presumably less out of shape than me and then seeing like someone who is just like the epitome of fitness mm-hmm. I because I can look at all of them being like okay you're older than me and you're two stepping faster than me I need to keep up you know what I mean like this girl over here she might be tired but like I see you you see me like let's do this other girl like she's killing it so like let me just I feel like there's motivation in seeing like all phases yeah. of everything that's happening um I think that that's why I was like raving about solid core when we started going and mm-hmm. solid core is very expensive so I don't know that I recommend it to anybody but it's great because of that very reason like I feel like we're all in a collective struggle mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're all in pain we all got the shakes as they call it but there's also people like I'm really good at one aspect of a workout and then other people are really fucking crushing another aspect of a workout and I'm just like how the fuck are you doing that yeah. And they'll come up to me after class. I'm like, oh my, you were so amazing on this. And I'm like, girl, I was looking at you. Yeah. And like, I can't give up. Like, you're not giving up. So like, I need to keep going. Exactly. That's why, that's why I kind of wanted to join Orange Theory because they have oh. the leaderboards. And I'm like, that's what motivates me yeah. is seeing that I'm last. Those classes are really cool. <laughs> but I fucking hate the treadmill. <laughs> oh, I do too. But honestly, like this is... I look at you a lot because I feel like you're kind of like my, I have a friend group, you're probably the healthiest and like most active out of all of us. Yep. So when we go out, oh, like, and you're sorry. eating something healthy, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> Tiffany's eating something healthy, so I'm not going to get the nachos this oh time. My God. Like, I'm going to get something healthier. But like, when you get nachos, I'm like, okay, fries, extra cheese, <laughs> bacon bits, sour cream. <laughs> Please don't make me. No, because you also don't know I what I'm doing at night. <laughs> I picked Patrick up, Patrick up from the airport on Friday, and I was like, okay, well, for dinner, I thought we could go get smoothie bowls, and then I'll make these sweet potato rounds with tuna on them, and we can, like, sprinkle some cheese, and then we'll heat them up and up. And he's like, that sounds great. And then at 11 o'clock, I was like, we ordered Domino's, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We all win and lose in our own ways. Yeah, but, like, I think it's the balance. It's all about balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I w- wanted to say this. As y'all were talking about businesses, and especially, it reminded me of um, this entrepreneurial podcast that I listened to where these, they're like coaches, I guess, mm. um, interview some like Fortune 500 company type or okay. even uh, have, have moved toward towards that, I shouldn't say. Um, and, you know, talking to the founders um, and they work with entrepreneurs at all levels uh, to kind of work through some things that they've they have to unlearn, literally. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of this podcast because this is great for businesses. Um, mm-hmm. But it's called the Reboot Podcast, and I, we'll try to put it in a, a show notes. But I, for a long time, I, um, listened to it almost every day. But it was something when I was really trying to first, and I know I got to get back on it, but first try to start um, my business. I was like, I don't know anything, and then I was like, I'm getting stressed. I'm feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. Feeling. Feeling, feeling some things, feeling some things. I'm not sure what's going on here. It's, it's like things you don't hear anybody talk about with mm. business startup. And so then I, you know, started listening to podcasts and different people were literally dealing with a lot of different stuff. But there would be ones where it would hit um, black owners, you know, mm. trying to do startup, uh, um, uh, women, every little thing. There's something and that people are going through and you're just like, OK, well. They done made it. They done made it where I want to be and beyond. If they're still dealing with these things, then, you know, there is some solidarity in being able to be, feel motivated to keep going, but also like working through that. How do you work through that? What that looks like. Great, 
great podcast if you're into podcasts. I say just to keep people motivated. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forgot about it actually. Yeah. We started talking. <laughs> I will Yo, say too, one thing that my parents taught me that I also want to incorporate as a parent um, that I don't know if all people have this is this idea that like you can't go back home if mm. something happens. So like when I graduated, so I've never had to rent an apartment. I've never had to rent an apartment ever. Like my parents have always been like, you can come back home, you can stay stacked. And then what they always insulted me was like, buy. Mm. So I was able to buy a home at a young age because my parents, and not even just my parents, my whole family. I lived with my aunt and uncle for what's only supposed to be six months, turned into like a year and a half. <laughs> been there, um, been there. Yeah. So like knowing that like, if something doesn't work out, you're not, I'm not kicking you out and having to like, Thin for yourself or like let the world be hard and you pull your bootstraps up like yeah. I'm okay with nepotism I'm okay with giving our kids a leg up like my parents were just like you can save like I got you you know what I mean and so yeah. I want us to because I also feel like other cultures do that where they stick together and they yeah. allow their kids to kind of like build and then we leave to help because I'm they I think they build to then come back and help someone else yeah. right mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to also instill that in my child too. That like, if you go to school, it doesn't work, or you try a business, it doesn't work. We're still here. Now yeah. you're not just gonna sleep on my couch and not do anything, right? Which is my parents did the same thing. Like you're gonna work, yeah. You know what I mean? And you're gonna save. Like you're not just gonna live here and blow all your money, right? Because um, we're we have a common goal here, and so um, that is one, but not one of many things that I also want to instill is like, that's real. You like yeah. we can we can build together. You don't have to try and fail out on your own like you right. can fail at home yeah and we'll do this i don't like think that my, my parents instilled that in me too I, mm-hmm. my mom is always like home is always home mm-hmm. like you can always come here and they tried to drop something off at um our place the other day and i was like our we live in a condo so like our place is not like if it's a mess like it's not just like oh it's like messy like we need to clean it's like there's nowhere for you to sit <laughs> <laughs> Not a so I was like, she tried to pop up and I was like, uh, like I can come down, but like, it's not like we have, especially when we were getting stuff from our registry, we had boxes ever. So there was like, usually it's not like it's chaotic, right. but like there was really like nowhere right. to sit besides the couch. And so I was like, you like, we can come down, but like, I can't like, we can meet somewhere, but you can't. <laughs> and she's like, you guys, we're not guests. Like we're, we're family. And I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe when we have a two story home, we can talk yes. about that. Yeah. But right now, it's not really right. it's not really conducive. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think that like that being part of what our family core is, I I love seeing that for Black families because mm-hmm. I I'm really tired of the trope that's like okay, like 18 years and then they out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's like no other community really yeah. does that why? to their kids. So like why that's a trope for us, mm-hmm. I don't support and that's not realistic. Yeah, why are we uh, committing struggle? We right. don't have to struggle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's your, like you have the kid. Like why are you have them on a countdown clock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand not wanting to like if your kid is not motivated to do anything, yeah. like I do get being like, I'm going to give you a timeline to get your ish together and then mm-hmm. you got to leave. But like, if you are actively trying towards something, if I can aid in that in any way, I don't see myself being like, just because you hit a certain age right. that I have to kick you out the nest. Right. I think it also was very different back in the day though, because you could easily go from high school to career. a job. Yeah. And a career that would be long term now. You said the recession hit, but I feel like it's just in general before even the recession hit, you know, a as we somebody said, I'm not sure if it was Carol, uh, the undergrad degree, your bachelor's is like a, 
high school diploma at mm-hmm. this point. So, I mean, if I had no plans to one, go get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or two, if I did go, it's still going to give me the same type of job. So what are we like? What if, yeah. you know, yeah. at some point, our, our parents had to recognize that what worked for them was not going to work for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so being okay with being like, all right, well, I don't, you know, home is home. Come on home mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That we can take, you know, make sure you're all right before we launch and off. Yeah. I know I was, I did not do that, which I had because my parents definitely offered, but I was like, well, I'm coming out, honey. I don't think you really, want, you don't want me. Let's, let's, let's just keep it safe. I mean, don't get it twisted. It was, there was a learning curve. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like going Living from, is not a cakewalk. Yeah, no. going from college to being completely free to then going back home to like, asserting kind trying not even asserting trying to be an adult in their home especially if you're trying to date (laughs) what yeah Yeah. (laughs) and like trying to explain to them like you 12 o'clock is not a a, a realistic time (laughs) to come Mm -hmm. home when i'm leaving at 11 30 you know what i mean like there's definitely a learning curve for everybody for everybody like why are we not meeting the people that you're going out on a date with you know like when i was young like People would pick me up from my house. I'm like, Mom, you don't want these niggas knowing where you live. I don't want them knowing where I live. It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. Or I remember my mom mom would be like, nothing is opening the slate but legs. And I'm like, Mom, the club just closed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's two. And they lying. They lying. Because they was out to two o'clock, too. This two o'clock stuff didn't start with our generation. They just lying. Like, Mom, I literally left the house at 12. I've only been gone for two hours. Just because, just because you might have been doing some of the things that you was out at two oh, o'clock. I didn't say that, mom. I didn't say that. <laughs> it was Saya. It was Saya. Sorry, mom. Sorry. I'm just saying you knew people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. But yeah, I agree that like while we all gotta adjust, yes. you know, you don't got you can always come back. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so you ready? And thanks all for that. Yeah, thanks, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Um. I have a funny one if you guys are not ready. I'm not ready. I was trying to think of, I was trying to have, um, yeah, just go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. My funny one um, is going out to the throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! I'm, I'm so intrigued. Wait, no, that gives me one. I want to unlearn that our historical figures were one-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, if Nancy Reagan can be proud of being a throat goat, so can I. So can I. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Nancy, inspiring Roman all around. Which, P.S., I don't oh, like that Nancy Reagan's being celebrated, but Superhead was condemned. Mm. Don't like it. Yes, agreed. <laughs> Context was very different. But also, I'm about to say, Andy she was, didn't it write was a self proclaimed either. I guess Nancy Reagan fell into this. She also title. didn't out everybody that she gave that to. <laughs> oh, but okay. how did everyone know? But we didn't. Because I'm sure maybe this is one, one of those rumors in the white community that we're just not privy to. No, but did you see it was some rapper that was like, oh, yeah, we've too been, short. Too short. Oh, we've been known about Nancy Reagan. Yeah, no, I feel like it was, I mean, it's, I mean we're not going, if we're going He's to have in the industry, so maybe that's why he knew. Maybe she had a preference. Mm. Maybe she really is a real superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're wrong 
Love them some Reagan and some uh, Nancy. Wow. Now, you know what? I'm going to drop my wife off. Make sure this policy gets through. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not Nancy helping with the president popularity rating. <laughs> Who knew? Wait, was Reagan Watergate? No, no that's Nixon. Nixon, that's right. No, they right. just love Reagan. I mean, when I tell you... Reaganomics. The, the Reagan... And this is Shut. where... Huh? No, I'm, no, go ahead. I'm just like, this is where the trajectory of... The Black Power Movement kind of just fell because right there, just Nancy, Nancy, kill him again, or Reagan, kill him again. But behind every great man, I hate you. Is a throat goat. <laughs> throw baby, <laughs> throw mommy. <laughs> no wait, what? So why do people call themselves mommy? What are they? <laughs> Karen, <laughs> throat Karen. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I know y'all don't want to hear that. Right, but whatever. <laughs> um, and why are you playing to unlearn it? I don't. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, man. That was a gem. That was good. My That's eyes are watering. Shout out to <gasps> Nancy. <laughs> she got an autobiography. <laughs> That's why I want to see a not the biographer also putting it in their notes. Yes, talking about Nancy was giving that good sloppy talk. (laughs) The intro to her um uh the intro (laughs) the preview preview for her biography is gonna be the baby. Give me that Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who did you say was your song for the week? Oh, Um, (laughs) Solanov. Nancy, sis, if you're out there, we want the tea. Do you guys remember, um, was it, who was that? I want to say Ruth, but that's not her name. Doctor, was it the lady, the little white lady that was? It was Dr. Ruth. It was Dr. Ruth? Yeah. Okay. Her and Nancy should yes. have a show. Oh my, oh my God. God. That'd be hilarious. And Superhead. Oh, I would definitely watch it. Same. All three of them. <laughs> Which reminds me of the new Sex and the City reboot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Samantha, though, right? It was. It was, but Carrie China. Be that? Well, hmm. so the first episode with it on her podcast, they were talking about. Okay, never mind. Hmm. Well, I didn't say what. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused because she was scared to talk about it. Right. But she was trying to. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're talking about. It's fine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Okay. Wait, did you actually give your unlearning thing? That was my joke. I don't have anything else. <laughs> I was trying to come up with one from um the um that those memes that were like the the black urge to oh yeah in the fill in the blanks. I was really crying from a lot of those because I did one in the store the other day and I was like, oh man, I haven't seen that one. Is like the black urge to not select the first thing in the row at the grocery store, <laughs> but you reach for the third thing. <laughs> 
Always. Uh-uh. What's the fresh? But why, why are we like that? I remember I accidentally grabbed the first something for Shelton. He was like, not that one. And I was like, sorry. I'm so... I, like, I was I was offended for myself. Like, how dare I grab the first body wash? You know what? I really only think about it when it comes to things that have expiration dates on them. Yes. So, like, in, like, um, the milk section or the meat section, that's the only time that I really think about that. See, I only think about it for non-perishables. <laughs> Oh, that's so interesting. Because sometimes in like that's the milk point. and the meat, like it will really, the later dates will yeah. really be yes. in the back. See, for me, it's always like, I've a lot of people have touched this one. Um, also for like tops, like this, I think that's why I mostly think about oh, it. Like yes. I'm not like 7-Eleven yes. or, something, or yes. something where I have to grab my yes. own top yes. of my drink. Uh, I always grab the middle. stack yep. and grab from the middle. And that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. That definitely makes sense. But yeah, I don't know why I really like that. I don't, listen. <laughs> also, was, why do we all have the same life? That was, I was going to say the exact same thing. I love that black people have all had the same childhood and we didn't know it. Love it. We know it. No, man, the community is strong. I love mm. it. I love it for us. Where would we be without social media? Like, man. When, 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 we, confused. when we've talked about where social media is now versus how it started out. Like, I didn't even think about how stark of a difference it was where yeah. somebody was talking about, oh, before I used to firm request, the thing was you, Carol, I yeah. used to firm request everybody. Now I was like, er, I don't know you. I don't know you. Like, when it started out, you were so excited to reach people from across the world or country. And if they looked like you, I remember I found some, oh, the one who's on T- VH1 or something now, uh, this rapper, her name is Saya, I think. Sia? Sia, Saya, something she's like Brazilian? that. No, 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 not the white girl with the hair. Uh, oh, no, uh, yeah. Uh, no, she's not Brazilian, but she's uh, black lesbian. Uh, I don't know her. Probably haven't, but she, is, <laughs> she has been on some television show. I just don't remember which one. Okay. And I remember back in the day before she did any of that, I ran across her online and I was like, oh, she's got my name, like trying to talk to... I don't know. I don't know you. <laughs> but I'm having I'm trying to have a full conversation. That was how social media yeah. was back yeah, in the day. It was much yeah. more accessible. So, now it's like you you know who the untouchables are. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Social media. And I feel like we're like our parents are the Facebook generation, we're the Instagram generation, and the kids after us are the TikTok generation. So I'm but like, so it's, it's just a matter we of started time off as the Facebook generation. Yeah. Our parents got on it. Yes. So we got off, off. of it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I feel like is happening with Instagram. Oh, yeah. I think it's, I think Instagram is solely phasing, or at least they're trying to get more TikTok ish. Yeah. And it's annoying, kind of, because it's not as good as TikTok. Like, it's not as user friendly. Yeah. TikTok definitely has its own community. Although, I'll be sending y'all DMs and y'all be acting like y'all don't see my stuff. I don't, I only (laughs) get on TikTok. Uh, my TikTok DMs. I don't oh, see because I, I only get on TikTok every once in a while, and I, I never check my messages. I really I just get on and go through my for you page to try to save sounds that I think I can use for content. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Same. check the inbox because I've been. I only get like, them when you, when you send us the links. Yeah, I've Sometimes I do that, but other times I'm like, I'm not sending a copy of this doggone thing to this. No, their their numbers though. When it. you said that, I went in there, I had like 50 messages from you, and I was just like, oh. It also stops at some point, so you can't send anymore. <laughs> like you're spamming them, please. <laughs> It be your own friends, y'all. I, I feel like I'm one of them old heads on TikTok that shouldn't be on there. So like now I feel like I'm only on there to like listen. That could be your channel though, because you're not alone. I it took a long time for me to get on there. My niece was telling me for like a year, like to get on. I was like, no, China owns this app. They're stealing our information. And then I was like, oh, this is great. Okay, I love TikTok. So I had it and then I deleted it when I found that out, and then I redownloaded it. And now they have a headquarters in DC. Yeah, now I'm like, I don't care. You already know, I'm sure. Right. You already saw our, all our information through OPM. Right. right. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, it's time for Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> 
So today comes from um, Trap Yoga Bay, which I'm sure she didn't write this, but it's on her page. <clears throat> and it says, take the day off from being a bigger person and choose violence. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I want us to all in 2021. <laughs> you never lie. Well, one of our last posts was... Not uh, right before Christmas. <laughs> one more okay all right so let's say i'm dressed nice compliment me but like a black person okay where are you going get it oh show off then (laughs) i see you i see you (laughs) so you just came out here to stunt right oh okay so you just want to show off today all right bet all right all right i get the memo but it's fine all right all right makes all look bad all right (laughs) you got it you got it (laughs) have you seen the meme that was like um it's a tiktok when the guy he's like um if you how to know if black people are making fun of you yes (laughs) did you ever walk out (laughs) is that complimenting your shoes Okay. The video of him running up the stairs in his clogs and his white socks. <laughs> I was crying. His face the whole time was like. And <laughs> <laughs> you ever like, well, for a long time? I was like, the what are those? Yes. <laughs> my yeah. man's got. Look what my man's got. No, just let me, let me, let me leave. That's what I love and hate about being black is like when they start complimenting you, but it's like the over compliments. Yeah, oh, you don't mean no, it. You don't all. mean it. <laughs> Okay. That's probably that? also why I still get sheepish when people compliment me. I'm like, oh my god, it's loud. I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad. So I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, if it's minuscule, you're like, okay. There's like a fine line yes. between I love it and I hate it. Right. It's very. Fine if it's line. emphatic, they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> At all, just walk away. Oh, the irony. <laughs> if they really love it, it's hate. <laughs> <laughs> you pick the right. You pick the right person today. You pick the wrong one. In the wrong outfit. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, the one you said before, I got uh, this. We put posted the uh, meme. Uh, I don't want to end this year on bad terms with anyone. Apologize to me now. Now, <laughs> with regards to the other one, yeah, um, we keep it pushing. Just apologize to me so we can <laughs> so we can move on. Let's <laughs> move on. It's not, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> Facts. That's the theme of twenty twenty two. You're the problem, not me. <laughs> All right, Joss, so it's time for our... Oh, so we have bad news and good news. It's our last episode of the season. Yay. Y'all have been with us for a year. All 12 of y'all that listen to this. Yes, yeah. I'm so <laughs> thankful y'all made it. All 12 months. Listen, I'm impressed that we made it all 12 months. I don't think we did. I don't think we definitely didn't talk this in January of last of this year. Oh, it was like start? March. But we started planning. Summer. So we've been here for a year. Yeah, okay, we've been enough. here for a year. been here for a year. Thank you for being with us for nine months. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Our first podcast is we've not been on y'all for right. a year. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so glad you're here. <laughs> yes. So we're going to take some time to like regroup and figure out how we can make this better. But this has been a really fun experience. I enjoyed season one it has been i really i'm really glad i don't know if this is born out of pandemic or not but i'm really glad that we decided to come together even if nobody listens to us i feel like i really learned a lot about my besties and grow as a person being here so I'm thankful that we do it. Yes. I agree. It's been I a great time. I get to see y'all a lot too, so that works. I know. Yeah. We definitely do like have to be strategic about hanging out a little yes. bit more now. And so at least this gives us a chance to see each other. Indeed. 
So as we already said, like, please like slide in our DMs um, respectfully, please. of course, um, in our emails, like let us know like what we can do better, like what you want to see, what you want to hear for 2022 as we, you know, start to map out the year and what yes. we're going to do next time. Yeah. Also let us know, like, do y'all like the longer form podcast? Because I feel like we started off being very tight about an hour and now we just let it free flow. Do y'all ride with us for that full amount of time? Are you even hearing this? Are you sick of us for two hours? <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to know. We're trying to do both. We're trying to let the conversation be more natural and we tangent a lot. So this is what it is. But if that's not what y'all fuck with, then let us know so we can tighten it up. And like, do you want to see us? Because I feel like our conversations are different if you see our faces. Yeah. For sure. So like we're... We're playing with video. So if you don't care about seeing with us, then we won't do it. But if you do... I feel like the video will set us off for sure. Okay. All right. We'll try that next year and see how it goes. Okay. Look at us. Growing and learning. Mm, learning and growing. Let's see if it actually happens before we start giving ourselves a lot of credit. <laughs> no, we're gonna Carol, what did we just unlearn? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. We're going to be two hours of my life. We're going to be consistent. We're going to be consistent. Be consistent. Be, be consistent. Why are not going to spell it? No. No. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought both of us were like, no. Nah. <laughs> okay. And it is perfect. So for after shade. Today, mm-hmm. are we affirming unlearning in our listeners? Are we affirming <laughs> positive affirmations for their next year? What? Are, how are we doing yes. it today? Um, hmm, good what do questions. you want to do? <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh wow, I didn't get shaded asking mm. that question. No, it's because it gets a good one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Implying what? <laughs> I didn't say anything of the sort. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know what people are going through, so I feel like affirming unlearning is hard. So I feel like affirming positivity over there next year is a good way to go. Okay. Mm. I'm with it. All right. So who wants to start? Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Oh, no. Mm. Go ahead. Mm. No, I'm going to go because I hate going after you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, (laughs) Facts. I'm going second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For our listeners, I want to affirm success in however you regard success next year. All over it, through it, from... January to December, consistently, I want everyone to succeed, to do whatever they have on their mind to succeed, what they want to do, what they want to achieve, who they want to become. I affirm all of that for you. I think that next year is going to be your year. And (sighs) I'm really terrified saying that because I feel like we all said it a lot in 2019 (laughs) and then 2020 was our year of collective trauma. (laughs) But you know what? See what it's like. But you know what? Even if you only get from January to March again in 2021, (laughs) I mean 2022, I affirm (laughs) success over those three months. Okay. Amen. Um, so I just want to let you guys know that whatever is in your mind that is deeply rooted, that has been implanted there by God or by the universe or whoever you see as the overseer of your life, it is there for a reason. It is there because it's your purpose and it's there because you are the right person for that job and you are the right person to make that idea come to fruition and to make it a success. So you got this and don't doubt yourself. Keep going the course. Learn what you need to learn. Do what you need to do in order to get it done. Well, I feel mm. like you kind of like mm. ran the gamut there. Mm. I Damn affirm it. ditto. Actually, I'm not said. sorry. I'm learning that. <laughs> All right. I affirm ditto. Everything Tiffany said, I affirm that too. Um, 
Let's see. I'm going to affirm the mom that is feeling guilty for putting themselves first or that they're feeling like um, they're not enough. You are a great mom. You are doing amazing. Girl, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Your kids are doing great. Um, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, that you're not doing enough. You are. You're amazing. Um, dad, you're amazing. Um, if you have a partner, you guys are collectively doing a really great job. Um, and that, uh, 2022, Jesus Christ, I forgot what year we were going into for a second. Um, everyone is going to thrive and it's okay to put yourself first. Sometimes, um, you, as I said before, you can't pour from an empty, empty cup. So, um, let Nana, let grandma take them churn every once in a while. So you as a couple can have a good time together and bring yourselves back first. It is. I love my child go. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But do I drop him off? Absolutely. Do you throw him in the laundry basket like Issa? Sometimes. Um, <laughs> because I think um, as a young, I'm not even that young. Um, You're a young mom. It's fine. Okay, as a young mom, I'm claiming that. 120. I do not want to live to be 120 because they don't seem like they have a lot of fun. They look crippled and on a in a wheelchair and not moving, and that's not what I want for my life. So if I stop moving at 95, Lord, take me. If I stop, if I stop moving at 80, oh my God. take me then too. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I just want to live a full life, and when I stop living a full life, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, mom, dad, you're doing a great job. I love you. I love it for you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> the apparition doesn't feel over. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Saya, Pastor Saya, jump in here. Jesus, save me, please. Oh goodness. Ooh. Oh Lord. All right. Um, my affirmation for 2022 for our listeners is. Let's get into our firm um, getting into thriving. You're going to thrive in 2022. And, and I came to this because I think that I can fully relate to the fact that the end of 2019, 2020, most of 2021 has been one in which for a minute you're just looking around like, okay, I, I just want to, I just want to survive. Like, like, you know, thriving. <laughs> we too can go there, but let me first make sure that I'm good right where I'm at. And I'm affirming for everyone that it's time to thrive. I think we've, we've been taken aback because we don't know what's going to happen next. The corners are looking a little shaky, pushing things felt a little uncertain. Um, but you still hear you. That's for thriving, baby. That's mm-hmm. it. This, and so I'm gonna affirm that for everybody. I know, no matter if you don't have a plan yet, got an idea, you're still at the the seedling, I guess, stage of things. Trust me when I say you're still here for a reason. That's I know right. something about to pop off. So 2022, we're about to thrive, y'all. That's right. I just feel. I feel like. Go ahead and get yourself mentally prepared for that because it's coming. And I think that in order for those things to happen, though, you have to 
think it, you got to believe it too. The believing part don't come without first thinking it. So let's go ahead and get into that mindset. Let's go ahead and recognize we're about to thrive for 2022. I hope y'all know I'm here for y'all. Um, I know like y'all Same. have been here for me. So may look, may seem like a daunting task, but I know we're about to thrive. I can feel it because 2019, 2020, 2021, 2021 has been a shift of, of, of where we've been looking, but I know we can easily swing back. So let's go ahead and get yeah. it. Okay. I do have two things to say. <clears throat> One, okay. in the words of um, prophetess Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. Hey. <laughs> That's one. Okay. Um, and two, can we take a vacation? Next year? The way that I would be overjoyed. You, I had so much fun at... Uh, you know, would also be fun yes. going on vacation and recording a podcast on vacation. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So guys, yes. hold us accountable. We're going on vacation next year. Yay. Okay. Nicole, you might hear this in six months. You know how you do, but um, we're going on vacation. <laughs> not, not, not Nicole listening on the on the on aware trip. I'm sick. Are right, she gonna hear this when we um edit it or approve it? She's like, we're going on vacation. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know anything about Nicole, knows that like she comes. She's the person that like won't be in the group chat all day and come back to like hundred messages and only read the last one. Yes, and go LOL. But if you have like real life life events, she's there. Yes, yes. every single person and early and helping. Yes, yeah. cooking usually. Yeah, it's wild. Love you yes, so much. <laughs> all right, y'all. See y'all sometime in 2022. Okay, yes. hold it down for us until we get back. We'll see you. Bye, Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Oh, catch up on last episodes if you haven't yet. Okay, bye. <laughs>